Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Listen, Melanie Cole's Health Radio is on now. Some girls have a lot of trouble below the belt because it's a tough thing to discuss what happens in that region. Well, not in my house. We love to discuss that kind of thing, and we discuss it often. And so some families, you want to bring this stuff up and decide how you're going to discuss it. And, of course, to help us with that is Missy Lavender. She's the founder and executive director of Women's Health Foundation. Welcome to the show, Missy. So, Thank you, Melanie. Discussing... All of these things with our new, our little new tweens and the things that are going on down there. How do you start that discussion as a mother with your daughter? I think you start it, Melanie, early. So they're discovering their bodies, whether we think they are or quote unquote want them to or not, starting very young. You know, their, their body parts are right in front of them. They touch them. They, you know, wash them. They discover them. Maybe they even look at them in a mirror. That would be amazing. And so you just make it a sort of normal conversation. And then as they get into this pre-puberty stage, you know, it's important to get books and materials and visuals and encourage them to read them with you. That's how I would do it the first time. Okay, so we can encourage them. Well, yeah, and so you can encourage them to read it with you. And and Mm -hmm. for my daughter, sometimes I have her listen to some of my shows like this one. I will probably have her listen to this podcast. She can sit there and listen to it. Now, so besides teaching our girls about what goes on down there looking at the books, tell us about your book, Below the Belt, first. Sure. So Below Your Belt is meant to be basically an introduction to everything below your belt. So because it's written for girls 10 to 14, we did that for two reasons. Um, A, we want to catch them before potentially menarche, before they get their first period, so they understand not only that they're having a period, but why. Um, And then we layer in all the other things that typically don't get talked about in health class, so bladder health, bowel health, hygiene, a little bit about muscles and structures, but obviously at that age, they're not going to be doing wild kegels or pelvic floor exercises. Um, And... We did it because in our study, which we, you know, published this fall, it was a study for slightly older girls, 14 to 17, and, you know, we proved that they didn't know anything, which was our hypothesis, but they were already um, doing some pretty interesting behaviors that could really put them at risk for these kind of chronic conditions, and we wanted to get them before that. Okay, well, I mean, I like that idea. So, first of all, our daughters are starting to notice things growing down there, and they're starting to actually look. Do we want to encourage them to look and to, you know, because some mothers are like, oh, don't don't look at what's going on down there. And, right. you know, I mean, but that's kind of back in the 50s. Do we want them to be able to take a mirror and actually look at what is going on? I mean, boys always know what's going on down there. <laughs> That is exactly our point, Melanie, is yes, of course you should know what's going on there. I mean, having a knowledge of your body, all of your body, is something that as moms, you know, we talk to our girls about, you know, the correct terms for things. But what's funny about things down there is you have a vagina. I mean, that's a big word for many moms to even be able to say. Well, the vagina is the part inside. It's probably not what they're looking at. And so... Being able to explore their labia, their mom's pubis, you know, the clitoris, the vagina, the understand how many openings they have. Why is that a mystery? Why do we get bundled up in some type of, oh my gosh, they're going to be now sexually active because they know they have body parts? I, I think there's so much, maybe it's confusion. Let's give it, let's give it the benefit of the doubt. Confusion, maybe the moms don't 
don't know the correct names, this is exactly why this book, the second reason we wrote it at this age, we're hoping that maybe the moms or the caregivers or even the dads would pick up the book and read it with the girls. Wow, that's an interesting way to look at it, to have the dads, because I know my husband's not always that comfortable talking about it, but he, you know, he does listen when she's talking about various things. How, how soon do you think a, a girl should go to the gynecologist? I would say generally, if there is no issue, okay, so you want to have them go to a gynecologist around the time that they're either going to be sexually active or are potentially going to be in a situation where they might want to be protected. Um, And, you know, that is going to vary, Melanie, by age. Um, So generally, younger, older girls are going right as they're about to go off to college. Um, But again, if if a child is starting to have issues either with, you know, recurrent UTIs or um, yeast infections or some type of, you know, issues they notice with discharge, et cetera, then they would definitely want to be seen probably by their pediatrician first and then from there make the decision about whether it's a a pediatric gynecologist or adolescent gynecologist. So self-esteem is a big deal, and especially young girls. And as they're starting to grow boobs and they're starting to notice hair growing in various places, they start to feel a lot more self-conscious about all of these things. I know my daughter with shaving her legs or her underarms or even the hair on her vagina. She's like, is this show? Can you see it in a bathing suit? (laughs) And so what do you tell girls about all of these changes so that they have a better self-esteem so they don't grow up thinking, oh, this is an ugly thing I'm growing? So I love that you just asked that question. My daughter's 15, so we've been talking since she was nine about all these things. And at at first, when I started speaking to her about it, she was like, oh, mom, I can't believe you're going to write this bladder book, and I'm going to be the mom, you know, the daughter of the mom. Then when she got her period, and we looked at some pictures, and we talked about, you know, the body changes, it's suddenly like, oh, this is a really cool book. So I we always say knowledge is power, and everyone says that, right? But it's really important for our young girls about their bodies because it is a mystery to many of us. And many of us grown-ups, it's a mystery. And so we're not able to really share a lot with our girls. And so it kind of, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They, they kind of stumble through putting their little veneer of truth together with their friend's little veneer of truth, and then they act on it. And that's what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to both empower them and then teach them know, correct things about their body, what to expect. So things aren't a shock. Um, They're not confused about what's going on because the girls in our study were all getting their periods at 14 to 17. They had no idea why, let alone how many openings they had or where, you know, pee comes from when you go to the bathroom. So I just think the more they can learn and the more they can understand that this is their center of all centers as a woman and as a young girl. It's like, this is a place to be proud of, but it is first a place to know about. Oh, absolutely. And they are learning things from their friends. And I even hear my daughter tell me, well, her (laughs) friend said this or that or, you know, and then I'm like, honey, I I need to contradict that and tell you that this Mm -hmm. is not the situation, that it's this instead. So I know that, that sometimes the information that they're getting is not as accurate as we would like it to be. Tell us about the Women's Health Foundation, and and, and should we be giving our girls this website so they can read all the great information you have? Well, I love, the, the Women's Health Foundation is established really with a simple mission. We want to improve the pelvic health, we call it, of women and girls, so things below the belt. And Below Your Belt has its own website, belowyourbelt.org, 
Um, it will be improving over the next several months as we get funding for that. Um, but it's, you know, it's intended to be more of a, of a tool for girls um, and their moms. So we're developing mother-daughter programs, curriculums for school, um, talking pieces for mothers going, you know, down to their daughters and potentially the other direction. Because these girls, you know, when they learn it, Melanie, what we found is they were so excited. And we're not talking, I want to be clear, this is not sex ed we're talking about. This is, this is you this know, is our bodies. It's our bodies. It's our, our bodies. bodies. It's not sex ed. And, and by right. discussing a girl's body with her, by discussing what's going on, by showing her what she looks like, you're not encouraging her to have sex. Parents, I want you to understand that. This is not what it's about. It's about showing our girls what's going on down there so they can understand the physiology of all the changes that they're going through. This is not a bad thing. And we all have to be able to discuss it with our daughters and discuss it with each other because we want them to come to us with questions. That's what it comes down to. We don't want them getting weird information from other places. And you can see that information, too, at womenshealthfoundation.org, womenshealthfoundation.org. And if you missed any of this great information or you want to share this show with your daughter, you can listen anytime, on demand or on the go, at radiomd.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, or the free TuneIn Radio app. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and stay well. Stay well.